This program is a part of the Full Press Radio Network. Find this and all of Full Press Coverage's shows on fullpressradio.com or free on the Full Press Coverage app, available now on the Apple and Google Play stores. This is Charles Woodson. And you're listening to the eye test for two. Well, there was a big story last weekend uh, that because of the timing, it broke Saturday afternoon, as a matter of fact, might have been underreported. And that's the retirement of CEO and President David Baker from the Pro Football Hall of Fame after nearly eight years there. Now, the move not only was unexpected, but it meant that somebody would replace David Baker immediately. And that somebody is the Hall's former chief marketing officer, Jim Porter, who spent an hour, you're going to like this. Spent 33 years in the newspaper business, including a stint from 2013 to 2020 as the CEO and publisher of the Canton Repository before moving on to the hall. Now, Jim has been gracious enough to join us today on short notice from Canton. And Jim, first of all, congratulations on the promotion. And secondly, welcome to the I Test for Two podcast. Well, thank you for uh, very much for the congrats, and also thank you for the honor of being able to be on your show today. You got it. Uh, Jim, let's get first things first out of the way, the toughest questions first. With David Baker gone, are you going to be the guy who makes the knock? <laughs> I, yeah, I can tell you that in three or four short days, I may have been asked that about 20,000 times so far. <laughs> and, and, Sorry, and, that's 20,001 you know, now. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that's okay. You know that that, that was a that was a great thing that that, that uh, initiative that David brought to the Hall of Fame. And you know, the, the short answer to that is that our board of trustees are going to review uh, several options on on what that looks like. Uh, you know, m- my focus uh, really is going to be on the day to day operations of of the Hall and how we can meet the expectations of that pretty awesome mission that we have. Okay, so let's get back to David Baker. His exit, I think, was something of a lightning bolt to most persons on the board of selectors, including Ira and myself. Uh, few, if anyone, saw it coming. Did you, and, and what was your first reaction when this whole story broke? You know, honestly, my first reaction was what a commitment he has made to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the game and, and uh, the city of Canton. Uh, when, when his whole entire family is on the West Coast, all the all the grandkids, and uh, he, he's uh, moved over uh, to Canton, Ohio. So you know the biggest the biggest thing was, boy, I bet you he's pretty anxious to get back to to, to family over there. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and, and I'll ask you, maybe this is a 20,000th question as well as some of the others, but um, what, if any changes, do you envision with a hall in the near future under your direction? You know, we, we had a we had an important employee meeting yesterday because it, it was also um, a surprise to, to many of the employees. And we had, we had a very good meeting yesterday and we talked about that a little bit. And what I said to them was, you know, I, I've read, I've read this stuff. I'm human. So I go online to see what's being said and what's being said is boy, does, boy, does he have big shoes to fill. And uh, my wife even said it to me, by the way, and probably yeah, literally, uh, literally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Both. Um, and what I said to them is, I don't have big shoes to fill. Our, our, I, we got seventy plus employees who have big, big shoes to fill because we're going to do this together. So, so uh, are there some things that um, we we need to focus on? Absolutely. But every decision that I make, and every, and I ask that every decision that our that our teammates make here at the hall, that they all go to answering the question: Does it fill? Does does what we want to do fulfill the mission of the hall? Honor the heroes of the game, preserve its history, promote its values, and celebrate excellence. And as long as we're making the the right decisions for the right reasons, uh, then then uh, we're in good shape. Jim, uh, I'm going to ask you a question, which uh, I know you will welcome. Uh, if you're asked, Jim, to uh, describe the legacy uh, of David Baker and his involvement. Uh, with the Hall of Fame, uh, how would you describe it, Jim? Well, well, I think, and with both of you uh, gentlemen being selectors, and thank you for that too, by the way. But, but I think that uh, the national stature of the Hall uh, has been raised um, just by the fact that so many people have asked me about the knock on the door. Right when David started here, uh, he was not asked that question because that wasn't a thing before David David started that. So, so I, I would say, uh, you know, the biggest thing is is getting us out there, um, uh, stature-wise, a little bit more than we had been in the past, and and also the fact that the the city of Canton uh, stands for excellence, and you know that was David's message when he came here, and that's been that's been quoted quite a bit since then. So, uh, helping our community in, in that way also. Jim, uh, what are the ongoing plans and the progress? Um, towards a uh, hall of fame, uh, village expansion, a hotel possibility, uh, some of the things, uh, surrounding the hall itself, where do things stand, Jim? You know, uh, I personally, uh, again, you mentioned at the beginning that I've been from Stark County my whole life. So, uh, to see this project, uh, begin and now really get going, I am very, very excited about it. And if, if you came on campus of the hall of fame today, you're going to have to dodge a few construction vehicles to get here. Uh, there's stuff happening all, all around us. The Center for Excellence is ready to open in a couple of weeks. The, uh, the uh, retail, um, for the first retail one uh, area has, uh, the walls have been constructed. Uh, infrastructure has been put in for the hotel and the water park. Just, just things happening all around us, which is going to do nothing more uh, or nothing less than help us with the, uh, uh, gaining further further exposure for the Hall. We're speaking with Jim Porter, the new president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame on the I Test for Two podcast. And Jim, just to follow up on Ira's question, David Baker was deeply involved, I think, in the fundraising for the Hall of Fame Village. Will you as well? And in what capacity, if you are? 
I've not been asked to do that at all, but I, I will help this project any way that I possibly possibly can because i think it's just great for for the hall of famers themselves the city of canton the the sport of football um you know we're we're, we're getting a resort area uh entertainment area around the hall of fame and that, that's great so if i'm asked to i'd be happy to help but i've not been asked to do in that in that capacity okay and as you mentioned uh you've lived in canton all of your life and once said i think you said you would never think of leaving ohio I would imagine that among the jobs in Canton, this one must be top shelf, I would think. Um, so my question would be, what was your response when you were told you'd be named president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame? You know, you know quite humble. And I guess I want to step back to maybe 2018 when I was first asked if I would be on the board of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and what that moment meant to me, because that moment in itself also uh, – you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not too shy to say that I teared up when I was asked for that uh, to, to join the board. It means that that much to me. So uh, just, you know, I, I got I got to lead, um, be one of the leaders at the at the newspaper, which is a great institution in our in our community. Two hundred and I don't know, six years old now, I think, uh, wow. or this newspaper in Ohio, I believe. So I got to I got to lead that institution and, need, and to even think that I get to, to lead this institution. It, 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 it's you know, very humbling, but a little bit mind blowing, to be honest with you. Jim, I want to ask you about uh, the Hall of Fame building uh, itself. It's it's a very uh, unique site uh, when you uh, cast upon it coming off uh, the, the road. Uh, Jim, what what are the plans, uh, if possible, for future expansion? Are you running out of room, Jim? Because, uh, you know, the artifacts keep coming, Jim, and, and they're not going to stop. <laughs> so, um uh, Jim, and any plans for the building itself? Well, so we haven't ran out of room just yet, but we, we, we have had several expansions, as you know, since since we opened. Um, you know, uh, we do have uh, there, there's uh, land all around us that is owned by the by Hall of Fame Village. And of course, we're two separate entities, but we do have some some space that we can still go north. And, and by the way, we can always go up also. So uh We'll, we'll meet those challenges when they come, but uh, right, right now we're, we're good on space. And Jim, I think I speak for Clark. Uh, we're always, we're always uh, proud to talk to a newspaper man. That's Jim, right. Always proud. That's right. That's right. Um, and I, I remember a few years ago being interviewed, I think during the, uh, when we were in town for the centennial class of voting and we had that all day meeting with uh, Bill Belichick and guys. And I remember there was um there was a reporter from the repository outside and, and uh, David Baker asked me to step outside and, uh, and, and, and uh, grant him an interview, which, which I did. Uh, great paper, Jim. I know you're proud of, of your tenure there. Uh, Jim, Canton, you know, is more than the Hall of Fame, but the Hall of Fame is a big part of it. So, Jim, during your years at the repository, uh, how, how often did, uh, did the Hall of Fame uh, dominate uh, coverage? in the paper well so i came on in 2013 david baker came in 2014 and so you can imagine that with 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 the vision that started all of this uh it was in the news it was in the newspaper quite a bit and you know at one time our uh our chamber of commerce president said Boy, we all are thinking a lot differently in in Star County and Canton, Ohio, right now. 
because of this idea of what this project being built around us could can mean to this area. So because of that and because of that hope and, and the folk, folks thinking differently, it was in the news quite a bit. We're speaking with Jim Porter, the new president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Jim, uh, I want to mention a, somebody I'm sure you know well, Bill Albrecht, who followed you overseeing the Kent Repository. He once said that you took it as your mission to move that community, meaning uh, the community of Canton forward. So the logical question is, what is your mission now as head of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and how do you move it forward? So I guess, you know, uh, why reinvent the wheel? Uh, our mission at the hall or at the paper was move the community forward and now it's, it's, it's move, the, move the hall forward and quite honestly, if we move the hall forward, it's going to it's going to help that other mission of move the community forward. But the, but the true mission of the Hall of Fame is is once again uh, our, our, our honoring our Hall of Famers and honoring this great game and 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 the life lessons that this game teaches you. So my my focus, you know, we have we have four pillars, right? We have honor the heroes of the game. We have preserve its history, promote its values, and celebrate excellence everywhere. Uh, all four of those are important. But those first two, that's what I'll be focusing on quite a bit. You know, um, my, my, my goal is that we're, that we're putting, putting our Hall of Famers out there as much as we possibly can for the, for the great deal, things that they've done for our game. Well, speaking of the history of the game, and Ira may not know this, but you are the founder and creator of the Stark <laughs> County High School Hall of Fame. So how can that experience help you, if it can, with this job that you've just inherited? Well, you know, first of all, I was I was kind of amazed. In in 2000, I, I asked the paper if they would support me in, in this, and and I I was amazed that we didn't have a high school hall of fame. I mean, we're we have uh, from our area uh, five hall of famers from from Star County. You know, Alan, Alan Page and Paul Brown and and wow. Dan Deerdorf and and Len Dawson and. Uh, oh. Mary Motley. I mean, how, how how did we how did we miss the fact that those five guys were on high school fields first, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we put we started that that deal, and I'll tell you what. Outside of of, of the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement, which is a pretty cool thing, I, I learned something in, in in doing the Star County High School enshrinement in that the the, the, the men who get into that also also shed tears right. and, and, and what the game meant to them and, and how, it, how, it, how it's shaped their lives in, in so many ways. The, we've had, I don't know, I think 20 if you, it, since COVID, we've had 20 um, enshrinements for those folks. And there's, it, it's just as, most, as emotional a night as it is uh, in August when we do it. So uh, I, I, learned, I learned the lesson that this, this, this game means a lot to a lot of people. With those five guys you, you mentioned for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I'd like to start my team with those five. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Jim, one more for me. Jim, thanks for your time. Much appreciated. Uh, Jim, I know it's not your forte here um, as you proceed in this uh, new uh, occupation, but uh, Jim, I'm sure you got some thoughts on, on the selection process itself. Clark and I have been very involved for uh, quite a while. Uh, it, it stirs up a lot of controversy, Jim, and that's not necessarily a bad thing uh, because only five of the modern uh, 15 guys can get elected. 
Um, and there's a lot of controversy about the backlog of uh, senior players. Uh, Jim, uh, any thoughts on the selection process itself? You know, uh, so when I talked to the 70 team members or more, a couple more uh, on yesterday about what we have, have to do, you know, it's an awesome responsibility what we're, what we're, what we're trying to do here and what, what you folks in the, in the other 47 selectors do. Uh, the biggest thing is keeping the integrity of the process, right? Uh, that, that is really, really important for me and, uh, and, and for all of us. We, we, we want the, the process that, that everybody goes through to be uh, of unquestioned integrity and unquestioned values. Let me follow up on that, Jim, because uh, as Ira mentioned, there's some hot button issues here. And the one that I think he and I are most emotional about um, is the selection of seniors. There's a huge backlog of seniors. And I think, Ari, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's 58 all decade players are sitting in a pool waiting for one to be selected each year and, and it's just one it used to be two in years past as candidates but now it's down to one through 2024 is there any thought of expanding that class um and if so or i'm wondering if you're in favor of it and how much you know about it and, and if so by how many per year because i know there had been some discussion and i'm talking about sort of off the record behind the scenes discussions with david baker prior to his exit about possibly expanding it back to two again, but any thoughts on that? So, yes, um, as I mentioned, I was on, I was on the board prior to this. Yep. So I am familiar, familiar with the, the fact that our board who takes us all very seriously um, did, did go until 2024 for the senior selection, but I, I don't think I have any, any necessary thoughts necessarily thoughts on will that number grow but I think what I really like to do in, in, in the very near future is get the opinion of all of you guys and uh, you know the 49 selectors and say hey what are we doing well and what can we do better and and and, and go from go from that route because I, I, I think the folks that that are doing this ought to have some some good input on on what that uh, what that looks like so that's a discussion I'm absolutely open for well, I'm glad to hear that because you've got two votes here in favor of expanding it. And when you say you'd like to get our thoughts, how would you do that? Would that be by email, Zoom call? How would that be done? You know, uh, for, for me, whatever's easiest for everybody, but my, my guess would probably be a Zoom call so that we can mm -hmm. discuss it among ourselves and, and, and not get lost in an email string somewhere. Okay. And, and the last thing I'll mention to you is because the hall did such a good job this year of keeping the speeches shorter, you, you wanted them eight to 10 minutes. And in, by and large, they really were six to 10 minutes, whatever it was. But by and large, they really were. And the ceremony moved a lot more quickly. Because of that, I do think you have the opportunity to expand the class, let's say, from eight to nine or 10, because it moved very quickly, which means you would have the latitude to go to uh, more seniors if possible. And, and I know that I was on that senior committee. I'm on the uh, contributor committee, but I'm certainly in favor of it. And uh, I think this step forward that you mentioned is a good one because getting feedback from the 49 selectors, I think, is very positive. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you on on, 
on, on that being a positive move, but that, that that's not, not why I want to do it. I want I want to do it because it's the right thing to do. Yep. And it's going it's going to be hard to get 49 folks to agree uh, on everything, but the, the <laughs> conversation has to happen, and then we figure it out from there, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I'm glad to hear that, Jim. Thanks so much. And Jim, thanks for the time. Good luck with the job. And I guess we'll see you again when we choose the class of 2022, right? Well, you'll, you'll maybe, probably before that, you're going to see me again if you jump on the Zoom call that I just promised. <laughs> okay. Thanks, All right. Jeremy. Hey, Jim, thanks so much. Right. Really appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Thanks a lot, guys. You got it. That was Jim Porter, the new president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I, I got to be honest with you, I like what he just said about polling the members of the board of selectors and getting feedback because we need that. And I think we need more seniors. We do. Um, and you're on that committee pulling one. One out of here is like pulling teeth. I think, uh, Clark, if we have that kind of Zoom call, I think a consensus will emerge. Yeah, from I do the too. Zoom call. Yeah. It might not be 49 0, and it doesn't have to well, be. It's not going to be. It doesn't it's not have going to be. be. It doesn't have to be. But I think, I, I do think a majority be in favor. And, and Ian, I'll bring you in here. Uh, you're a, a, a guy who's not particularly familiar with some of those older players mm -hmm. because you're, you're half our age, quite honestly. However, you are because you're a student of history. I would think you might be interested in, in that conversation, and I'd be interested also how you would vote on it. No, absolutely. I mean, it, just the sheer numbers of it. You say there, there's 58 waiting in a pool, so number 58 would have to it, wait, by I theory, nearly 60 years from this point on. And right. it's... <clears throat> It's just it seems like a ridiculous thing for someone who who put in so much for the game and did so much good for the game to have to wait and then, you know, get stuck in this uh, abyss that is the pool. Yeah. And Ian, those are 58 all decade players. Mm -hmm. That means they were the best at their positions for 10 years mm -hmm. and they sit there and wait. And then most of them and Ira knows this because he's on the committee. Most of them don't hear their names called. And it's so sad to have guys like. Ken Stabler, um, you know, go to the grave before their names are, are mentioned and, and, and Cliff Branch, you know, it just um, it, it's so sad because they don't have the time to enjoy that. I'm glad, Ira, that we brought out people like Jerry Kramer and Johnny Robinson recently when it looked like their candidacies were were null and void. Absolutely, Clark. It, it's it, the issue is not going away, Clark. It's not going away. No, it's not. Uh, but we're going away. So, Ira, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are you either think Sean McDermott is nuts or you admire his courage because they would have kicked a chip shot field goal and brought on overtime and McDermott said, I'm not having it. Now, Clark, I didn't particularly like the play on fourth down uh, from the one, uh, but you got to admire the gumption and the confidence behind it. I think McDermott's one of the bright young coaches in this league. Clark. I'm with you 100%. Any criticism of him to me is ill-founded. I would have gone for it, too. I thought he was absolutely right what he did. And who's your best running back? It's the Josh quarterback. Allen. It's the quarterback, yeah. Josh Allen. And he slipped. And that's the way it goes. But, you know, why, has the why have the Chargers been so successful up to this point? They go for fourth downs. You know, that's sort of become the rule. And, and I looked at fourth and inches. Of course, Josh Allen's going to get it. He slipped. But the criticism, I think, is, is misguided. I really do. Um, anyway, that's going to do it for this week. But, uh, oh, Ira, I forgot to ask you, by the way. John Gruden, I mean, you covered him. Do you have any thoughts there? Well, I'll say this, Clark, and you know both of these guys. Uh, the combination of John Gruden and Bruce Allen, that, that, that's deadly. They, they brought out 
the worst in each other, their worst instincts, Clark. And nobody knows where Bruce Allen is, Clark. You don't hear a peep out of him. Right. Uh, But I think you'll join me in this one. Daniel Snyder, he's got to go, Clark. He's got to go. Well, this is sort of like peeling an onion to me. At some point, it's going to get down to Daniel Snyder. And since you mentioned the combination of Bruce Allen and um, John Gruden, Ian, what's the combination of Eric Hoffman and Clark Judge? I mean, is that combustible or what is that? Uh, it's, it's called <laughs> the eye test the for two. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that should do it for this week. We're going to end it on that note. But we're going to be back next week with another edition of What Is It, Ira? The eye test for two, CJ. You got it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. That was 